the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Welcome today, everybody. It is Halloween. For those of you listening, that it's not live. Yes, we are recording on Halloween. And, uh, you know, I know you can't see us, but Steve, my guest, and I today, we decided to dress up. I'm Wonder Woman, uh, and he is a rhino. We're going to find out why here in just a minute. Uh, but happy Halloween, everybody. If you're listening to this late, you know, hopefully you're still in the spirit of Halloween. So glad to have Steve here today. Um, I'm going to introduce him here in just a minute. But, you know, on our show, what we do is we we have super successful people on and we have them take us through their transformation, pull out golden nuggets and then get great information about what they're doing today and how they're transforming the world. And today's guest is, uh, I, I mean, he's a superhero himself. Maybe he sh- should have dressed as a superhero today, Steve, and not a rhino, uh, because you really are a superhero of entrepreneurs. You have started a dozen businesses successfully and help thousands of people all over the, the world do the same. So very first thing, Steve Cypress here today, live in studio. Steve, I'm going to give you an opportunity to brag about yourself. I always give my guests permission at the very beginning, and I want you to tell us uh, your credentials. Give us, give us the, uh, the the lowdown of what Steve has done. Why well, you are I so appreciate that. I was not prepared at all to brag about myself. Uh, I like to uh, focus on my clients and my students, my members. Uh, what I do is I help entrepreneurs to get a lot more done, make a lot more money with a lot less stress. And I specialize on wait, implementing systems. Wait, wait, hold on. Systems. Get more done. Yeah. More done, more money, and less stress. Yeah, because we that implement really systems nice. into the business. Oh, systems. Very good. So if you look around, you'll, you'd recognize in life that there you have systems for everything. Mm-hmm. Whether you know it or not, whether you've done it purposely or not, you have a system for everything. Right. Too often... The business owner, the entrepreneur starting out on our own, our systems are not very efficient. Yeah. Our systems are not very good for a lot of things. Now, for the doing part of the business, they're often fantastic. Yeah. So take a, a plumber, works for 20 years as a plumber, and then he says, I can, you know, I don't need to work for Joe the plumber. I can do this on my own. Got his truck, got his tools, heads out there. Now, he has systems for fixing a sink and a leak and a pipe and we have systems for all the doing of the business when it comes to attracting new customers Mm -hmm. often his systems are not good at all and that's where i come in that's good so my vicarious thrill is i have a hand in all kinds of different businesses without knowing anything at all about how to do anything well you know this is interesting and i want to get into your story first before we get uh, much more into what you do but you know a mentor of mine said recently said you know really is it the best business? Like, is it the best plumber? Is it the best marketed plumber that's going to be successful? Is it the best chiropractor, the best marketed chiropractor? So part of that system is the marketing. You can be really successful and good at what you do. You can have all that knowledge, but if you don't have those systems for marketing as well, that can be a big problem, right? Exactly. And here's what I call it. I call having an excellent product or service the ante to get in the game. So business owners think that's the ticket to success. That's yeah. my key to making money. And I, 
I have them step back and say, well, that's the ante to get in the game. Okay. So I don't, I, and I wouldn't work with a plumber who was, uh, did shoddy work or yeah. didn't treat his customers right. So the ante to get in the game is that excellent product or service. When you think of it that way, you say, okay, now that I really know what I'm doing in the doing part, I can get in the game. And now you have a chance. So, for instance, if, if that person who's got an excellent product or service puts excellent marketing into place and the person with the shoddy service, inferior, puts excellent marketing into place, the person with the excellent service or product that's is going to win every time. That's true. You do have to have you do have to have a product behind it. Unfortunately, you know, too often the the person that very often the person and I hear it from my clients all the time. Oh, my competitor across town. You know, he's got the big ad and all the billboards, but that guy does crappy work. Yeah. We're all always getting called in by his clients to fix the leaks and the roofs he puts on. But man, he gets all the new roofs. <laughs> he has the billboards and the ads. He has the market. Well, you know, I'm excited to talk more with you about this in a little bit. But but first of all, Steve, today's Halloween. You're dressed as a rhino. I'm here in <laughs> studio. I'm looking at you. I'm talking to you. And I'm, you know, I have these moments where I'm getting caught up in what you're saying. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. And then I remember you're wearing a rhino on your head. So I know know that there is a reason why you're wearing that. So I want to hear what that reason is. And then I want to get into your story about uh, really your journey, why you're doing what you're doing today and how you became passionate about it. But why the rhino? Well, that's a great question. So the rhino uh, is the symbol of the entrepreneur. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, that comes from that's a book called Rhinoceros Success by Scott Alexander, written in okay. 1980. And he actually wrote a trilogy of those books. But the first one, Rhinoceros Success, I mean, these are easy to read. I highly recommend it to everybody. Go on to your favorite online or in-person mm -hmm. bookstore okay. and get Rhinoceros Success by Scott Alexander. It's, it's a short book. It's got big print, big margins, lots of mm -hmm. big pictures in it. You can read through it in an hour. And for an entrepreneur, if you haven't read it before, it'll change your life, change mine. That's great. Someone gave it to me back when I was doing door-to-door -door sales. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, you've got to be tough and have thick skin. Because yeah. you're out in the jungle of life. Entrepreneurs are in the jungle of life. Okay. So what Scott Alexander talks about, he, he, he says the difference for, for in terms of work, the entrepreneur is the rhino and the nine-to-five worker is the cow. Okay. So nothing personal against what animal. I'm sure there are nice <laughs> animals and mean animals of both kinds. Yeah. But the point is the, he makes the, the difference in the book, and I, I live by that, and I, and I help my clients to live by that. So take right. the cow who lives on a farm and is taken care of in every way. Yeah. He's fed or she is fed. She's put out the password when somebody else says so, go right. time to eat. When somebody else says it's time to come in. When you crap all over the place, somebody else cleans it up. When you need more food, somebody feeds you. Somebody tugs on you to get the milk out of you. You have no control over anything you do. You're very fine going along in life. In fact, a big part of it is if you've ever been around a dairy farm, you see the fence around a dairy farm is very often a single line. A single yeah, well, I mean, the cows aren't really trying to get out. They're they're not, they don't want to get out. They, get out. They, have yeah. no, they, they would never yeah. want to get out. And that's right. why there's a single line, uh, a metal a wire around a cow pasture. Okay, In so, fact, so I was driving here. I drove through an Indian reservation. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, 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 a male cow, a cattle about 10 feet from the road just sitting down and eating. Like, yeah. no fence at all. He could walk anywhere he wants, leave, go... They have, there's no reason, the cow yeah. is not going to leave. That's the nine to five worker, right? Take care of me. It's a job. They tell me when to show up. They tell me what to do. They tell me how much money I can make. I better not say anything against anybody, but I'm going to be taken care of forever. And I'm never going to think of leaving this safe, comfortable mm -hmm. farm. 
Now, with the take the rhino. Okay. The rhino lives in the jungle. Oh, yeah. Every minute of every day, even awake or asleep, that rhino is a target for predators. That's, that's true. That's the entrepreneur. Things are coming at us every day. We have the excitement of the jungle. We don't yeah. have the security of the farm. Nobody's taking care of us. I, I Nobody would, is saying, here's your next customer. I would the farm any day. I mean, look at the scenery, all the possibilities. Well, you would. You're an entrepreneur. Oh, You're a Wonder true. Woman. That's true. I'm Wonder Woman. I applaud you. Okay. And I applaud all entrepreneurs out there that yeah. are living life in the jungle. Yeah. We accept it. We know there are ups and downs. We're we're getting we're getting shot at but see when you shoot a rhino it's got two inch thick skin doesn't hurt him in fact makes him matter oh, makes him charge even faster so a rhino charges after goals well yeah it, and it, rhinos have very bad true. vision uh, if you know a lot about rhinos Is i know way too much about rhinos right yeah well i also have not so great vision <laughs> me too, me too. but rhinos don't have great vision so they will just charge straight ahead they also don't turn very well mm -hmm. they charge very straight ahead at whatever they're charging at and the entrepreneur needs to do that we need to focus because yeah. we have a tendency to wander and get distracted because oh, we're an entrepreneur. So true. Always so a true. new opportunity, always something new, always something to do. We've got to focus. We've got to drive forward. And what we know, we, we celebrate the fact that we wake up every day in the jungle and we watch people. I drove in here. It's, we're, we're taping this. We're live at 10 a.m. Yeah. So I had to leave my home a little before 9 a.m. Well, there's what they call rush hour traffic. Oh, yeah. Which we're we all in, know is incredibly Phoenix, misnamed yeah. because nobody's rushing. Everyone's sitting oh, there. That's, that's a good point. But I'm as really a rhino driving in rush hour traffic, I'm, I'm surrounded by cows. I'm like, these people do this every day. Yeah. They sit in traffic every day to go to a 9 to 5 job to be taken care of by somebody who tells him, you're going to make this set amount, whether you <laughs> are a little bit hungover yeah, from yeah. the weekend or you put in 100% effort or you kind of goof off or you go on eBay all day or whatever. You're going to make this set amount. You're going to work for somebody. You're going to yeah. do what we say. You're going to not do what we say not to do. We're going to take care of you. Those are the rules. That's how it is. Then you're going to go home and every Friday night, you're going to get a six-pack of beer and vegetate on the couch all weekend and then dread going back to the job you hate with the boss you hate yeah. and the life you hate. But that's what you do. You're a cow. Well, you know, it's so interesting because I've lived here in Phoenix now for a couple of months and people told me how horrible traffic would be here. And I remember driving in literally as I was moving here, the very first time I drove in, only time I've really hit traffic. And uh, it and somebody was saying, well, how can you never hit traffic? And I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I can I can go and come when I want. You know, if I, if I want my show. And of course, you were coming the opposite way that I was into the studio today. So I really didn't hit traffic. But um, very, very interesting thought. So, so Steve, when did you first realize that you were a rhino and not a cow? Well, reading that book, of course, made me realize I'd been an entrepreneur for years, but it, it really helped me to realize I'm not so much alone. Mm -hmm. These are very common feelings and thoughts that entrepreneurs have. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is the loneliest job in the world, the entrepreneur. See, if oh, things are going really absolutely. crummy for an entrepreneur... We can't really tell a lot of people. We can't go into our own office and tell our own employees, wow, things really <laughs> suck right now. It's kind of crummy. We true. can't tell our suppliers things are kind of rough and going crummy. They're going to, yeah. you know, cut us out or COD or, like, yeah. up the terms. We can't tell our customers, hey, come on into the restaurant. Uh, we might not be around in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, we can't really tell anybody. we got to bottle it up. We can't tell our family either. It's not like we can go home and go, hey, kids, might not be able to pay the mortgage next <laughs> month. It's a, so it's a, it's a lonely yeah. Profession. It's a lonely life for an entrepreneur. Right. So it's imperative that the entrepreneur, just like a rhino, rhinos don't roam around in mm -hmm. big packs like cows. Cows are, there's a 500 of them in a barn or at the wall to wall out in the pasture. Cows are out in the jungle, surrounded by enemies, and 
all, but all, on the other hand, when things are going great, you think, well, what about when things are going great? We still can't tell people. We can't go into work and tell the employees well, things are so incredible. Everybody thinks you're bragging. So here, here's the well, problem. Well, not only just bragging, but if you tell your employees things yeah. are going incredible, they're going to say, they want we want to raise. <laughs> no, yeah, and if you say so your, your suppliers things are incredible, <laughs> right. they're going to want up the prices. Yeah. If you tell your your family, or they're going to want you to go on more vacations or want more money to yeah. spend on things. If you tell your, uh, your, your customers things are so fantastic, they might think you're making too much money. Uh, you're an evil one percenter oh, now. So, so it's a lonely existence. So it's imperative for rhinos to find other rhinos to hang around and get together. And that's one thing that I do through my, you mentioned the rhino. So I took this to heart. Mm -hmm. And I now have the Rhino Daily blog that I've had for, I think we're in our sixth year of a daily uh, post on the Rhino Daily yeah. blog, rhinodaily.com. Then I have the Rhino Daily podcast. That's a daily episode on that, which I think has been going on for about, we're almost at a thousand episodes. So it's a little over, almost three years. And that's at rhinodaily.com slash podcast. Then I have the Rhino Monthly magazine. Because a daily magazine would be a little much, even yeah, for a writer. Well, oh, that's true. That's and true. That is, uh, that's true. And that's at my own website, actually. Uh, I maybe should move it over. But that's at stevecypress.com slash magazine. So I have all yeah. this, this rhino stuff. And you know what? It's mostly just to remind myself well, that I'm a rhino. That life is about getting shot at and getting attacked all the time. And we keep charging towards our goals. And we do not succumb to saying... No matter how comfortable it sounds, I don't want to be a cow. I don't want to go to work for somebody else mm -hmm. to tell me what to do. When we're driving, when we see rush hour traffic as a rhino, it's always going the other way. Yeah, yeah. We're it's driving true. in when everyone's going home. So let's talk about some of the businesses you've started. So you, I, I would say you're what I call a serial entrepreneur because you're constantly looking for new businesses, new opportunities. I think really an entrepreneur, if you're a true entrepreneur, you're a serial entrepreneur. You're always looking for ways to grow your business, to expand for new opportunities. So you said you've developed uh, in successfully 12 different businesses. Is that correct? That's at the time I wrote that bio, and uh, it's probably more by now, <laughs> but I, I don't even take the time to count them. So, right, but I'm sure it's more. So here's a question that I'm wondering. So you talked earlier about how rhinos and entrepreneurs, and, and this is always something that I've struggled with a little bit, are very focused, right? Uh, and, and, and they need to stay going the same direction because if they go too many directions, they're going to get confused. People will get confused. A confused buyer is not a buyer. So how do you run 12 different businesses and still keep that direction? Or, or was it one by one? Or did they lead you from one place to another? I, I know so many people, Steve, that are entrepreneurs. And I, I meet them and I say, so what do you do? And they say, well, I do this, 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 and this. And I'm so confused by the time I'm done talking to them, I, I don't even know. They, they say, well, do you want to hire me? Do you want to work with me? I say, I don't even know really what you do. So A lot of irons in the do? fire. Yeah, so, so I mean, if you've had these 12 businesses, uh, give me a little bit of clarity on how you were able to keep your direction or your focus still have these businesses. Great question. So not all of them that I currently still have, okay. but I'm starting more all the time. And you're right, right, something I struggle with and all true entrepreneurs do, as you say. True entrepreneur is a serial entrepreneur. That's the differentiation I make between a business owner and an entrepreneur. Okay. Business owner owns one business. Right. The term self-employed. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. I celebrate that. Again, you're, you're still a rhino. You're not working for someone else. You're not right. being taken care of as a cow. 
But I, mean, like, I, I want to pause just a second here, if it's okay, I'm going to interrupt you. I think that's really worth focusing on, the difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner. A business owner has one business, and that's their focus. An entrepreneur is constantly looking, and maybe it's still under the umbrella of that one business name, but they're constantly uh, looking for different things and ways to grow uh, that business or their different businesses. So I just wanted to pause and point that out because I think that's that's great. And you know what? In fact, you know, if I have my dictionary here, Steve Cypher's dictionary, definition of business owner versus entrepreneur, business owner, one business, entrepreneur, several different businesses. Or Add a little more to it than that, like you said. Yeah. So let's take the mindset of the business owner, which again, I celebrate. I help. Yeah. I have lots of business owners that I help, but the business owner is saying, I don't want that nine to five. I don't want to work for Joe the plumber. I want right. to go out on my own. Uh-huh. And there's a saying, uh, the, uh, the business owner will work 80 hours a week so he or she doesn't have to work 40 hours a week for somebody else. Like, <laughs> yeah. th- oh, that's so the true. business so owner. True. So true. And yeah. many businesses are started just that way that mm-hmm. I know this isn't necessarily better especially the spouses are like, hey, we liked the set paycheck and, and knowing things <laughs> set were coming hours in and, and the benefits no travel. And, yeah. and everything was all oh, yeah. set up. Yeah. But the business owner says, but I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But the business owner still wakes up every day and says, I just want the phone to ring enough yeah. so that I can get out there and do what I do enough, get enough mm-hmm. cases if I'm an attorney or enough patients if I'm a chiropractor, or enough right. leaky faucets if I'm a plumber, whatever it is. I want to get enough so that I can go do what I do, mm-hmm. make my money, and go to bed at night. But yeah. I don't want to, I'm not into this, all this growing or having multiple businesses. <laughs> I'm self-employed. Yeah. I'm a business owner. And I applaud that because you've escaped out of the farm right. into the jungle. And that's right. still the jungle. But the true entrepreneur, and here's the thing. So for people out there that are thinking, hey, that sounds like me, or I have a, I know somebody, I'm very close to somebody who's mm-hmm. like that. Too many irons in the fire, way off of focus. Like if they could only focus on one thing. So... Here's the thing. Hold on. I am going to actually leave everybody with a cliffhanger right here. <laughs> so we've been leading up to this moment, Steve, where you're going to tell us the key secret to focus in businesses for entrepreneurs. And it's time to go to commercial break. So when we get back, you're going to get that golden nugget. It gives you enough time to pull out your pen, your piece of paper, uh, your iPhone, whatever it is, because you are hearing from a super successful entrepreneur today, the rhino himself, Steve Cypress. And when we come back, we're going to learn what that key tip is to gaining focus in your business. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm Allison, and in studio today, live with me, I have the rhino, Steve Cypress. And yes, he's dressed up because it's Halloween. I'm Wonder Woman. Uh, So Steve has been giving us some pretty remarkable, uh, I guess, content about how entrepreneurs are like rhinos, and and maybe those nine-to-fivers are more like cows. Nothing wrong with a nine-to-five job. It's just a preference of lifestyle, right? Well, absolutely. We need somebody to wash our cars. We need somebody to collect our garbage. We need cows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, but before we left on break, you were about to give us a phenomenal tip on how entrepreneurs can focus on their business. On what? Wait. Where are we? <laughs> no. So, here's the key. You the key is to see. celebrate the fact that you have a lack of focus. See, here's the key. Entrepreneurs are starters, not oh, finishers. Yeah, that is so true. I have so I many meet ideas. so <laughs> many entrepreneurs that come to me and they say, you know, the problem is I got all these ideas and I got all these projects started and I just don't get them finished. Mm-hmm. I say now take a step back and celebrate. Congratulations. That's fantastic. The world needs more entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are starters. Entrepreneurs' job is to cast a vision set an outline for the vision that he or she sees that wants to get done and then hand it off to doers to the cows to the project managers there are plenty of project managers out there and tons of doers out there that can do i assure you entrepreneur listening every single thing you want or need done for any idea you have but just as sure as that is i assure you they don't have the ideas they don't have the vision so the entrepreneur needs the doers and the doers need the entrepreneurs but entrepreneurs are not finishers doers are not starters yeah that's a really great point and i think you know i hear the term solopreneur somebody who's trying to run an entire business by themselves i did it for years um i actually had a business partner in in one of my businesses i'm still part owner in it um but when we when we started this business we were a perfect team because you know one of us had the ideas the other one had the implementation down and um i was more of the the general visionary and she was more of the 
here's every single little detail that we're going to put together. And it worked really well. We were able to grow a really successful business. When she left and I became the solopreneur, it was hard because, uh, I mean, I could do it, but I didn't really like doing it. I exactly. think that's the other point, too, is I think that... We're entrepreneurs. We don't... Yeah. That's the whole point of the rhino. Rhino doesn't right. have to... It's a rhino. The rhino <laughs> weighs like 6,000 yeah. pounds, has yeah. a big horn. The rhino what doesn't have to me, do Steve? anything. What are you saying about me, Steve? What are you No Clearly, comment. for the poundage, you're not a rhino. <laughs> uh, but the rhinos are a big, stinking animal that doesn't really have to do anything. Right. There's pretty much no animal on earth that can make the rhino do anything. Mm. Spouses of entrepreneurs know this better than anybody. I, I, yeah, right? I think so my right. beautiful wife, Michelle, it's the most exasperating thing yeah. for her is that she can't, no one can make me do anything. Mm -hmm. Now, we can get into our whole discussion about how the rhino can, we can manipulate, trick ourselves, strategy, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. We can help ourselves to take action. Right. But the biggest way in the business is, folks, we got to hand stuff off. Okay, so part you of that. you got to cast the vision, mm -hmm. cast the outline. And for instance, let's say you went to a conference or you watched a, a webinar or you heard a radio interview. Mm -hmm. and you say, I just got a great idea. I'm going to launch my own podcast, yeah. my own magazine. Right. Uh, let's take a magazine. Hey, Steve has Rhino Monthly Magazine. For, this is, we're in our sixth year. Right. Man, I want to have my own magazine. That just sounds cool. And I'm like Oprah. I insist on being what on the cover so, every month. What is so funny is I actually did that. I saw some people doing magazines. I thought, what the heck? I want my own magazine. I so I did be, it. And I'm on so, the cover so every I, month. I, I am, well, I'm not on the cover every month. That's actually You're on the cover idea. of mine. Good. All right. With me, though. See, okay. I get to be on the cover of my ah, magazine. It's my it's magazine. Good, so people like, I want a magazine. Everywhere I go, people like, yeah. Rhino Monthly yeah. Magazine. Can I? Can you interview me? Can I yeah. be on the cover? Can we do something together? Can I contribute to it? So so when you have this idea for a magazine, because what I'm hearing from you, and I think, you know, maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but the key to focus is finding someone who will finish for you. Well, exactly. So let's say somebody's listening now and says, I want a magazine. And by the way, no matter what business you're in, you ought to have a book magazine I, a podcast everything I, you know we talk about the joe the plumber oh gee i'm not a writer i failed english i would have good first of all good but anyway <laughs> uh you know i never paid much attention in school right, right. you're an entrepreneur right. so i don't know how to write well you know how to talk you know how to yeah. talk into your phone that has a recorder yeah or somebody can interview you exactly and transcribe that whole thing i mean customers ask you questions hey what's the difference between this or that or should i do this or what's the biggest mistake people make when they turn on their faucet or should they everyone has a book inside of them yeah right? well yeah. everyone can do a magazine because here's what the magazine is is I interview somebody I write one article myself I get several other articles yeah. I get the ads in there but I have an editor and I have a uh, a layout person yeah so it's ha so I don't even see here's the thing I don't see the mm -hmm. issue of the magazine until it's brought to me and said here's next month's issue yeah well, and they think that it's complete and final. They always do. They say, here it is, it's ready, and I almost always catch something in there. Yeah. But that's the first time I see it. That's how it works, folks. So I cast it out. I said, here's what yeah. I want. I want a magazine. I want it this many pages. I want to have the articles to be about three or four articles in it. I want a couple yeah. of ads in it. I want the photos to be so blah, blah, blah. What I lay out the vision, and then I find the, the, the editor Mm -hmm. who goes and, and, and will contact people. So my editor will contact you and say, Allison, do you have a blog? 
Do you have a book? Do you have any content that you can contribute to the magazine? Yeah. You know, we'll give you a little bio and a link, and you know, we'll something has to be this many. I don't even know this many words, and we have to have this many images. But she takes care of all that. Well, you, then she gets it to the layout person. She works with the layout person to make sure uh, the layout person will almost always say, "You got to cut like two paragraphs out of this." Mm -hmm. Well, the editor cuts a couple. All this is going on. My vision is coming to life without me doing any of the doing, because I don't want to be an editor. I don't want to be a graphics person. I don't right. want to crop photos. I don't even know how to use Photoshop. or I don't, I don't want to do any of this stuff. But I do want Rhino Monthly Magazine published by, see, I want to be the publisher. Well, That's the entrepreneur, the publisher. Well, here's the, here's the thing that I think a lot of people struggle with. And by the way, I have to say I agree with you and I help people. That's one of the things that when people come to me to work with me or they say, Allison, you know, what should I do? I want direction. I want guidance. Write a book. Get a magazine. Get some social. But even and when it you say write a you, book, they, what are there some of their objections? Well, it makes you an expert. Well, I don't have the time, or I have something already, but I don't really have it put together. I don't really know what it, I mean. But the excuses. I don't know what to say. I don't have the oh, time. Yeah. But it's. I mean, it. It is. And then what do you answer? What, what's your answer to them? I say BS. Just do it. <laughs> That's not very good. But but what it comes See, down to. See, I have an to, answer. Where I let okay, them know so that you, I have people on my team yeah, that will help them yeah. get it done. Yeah, exactly. And you know, ghostwriters. A doer. They need a finisher. They well, need the editor of the creator of the book. They need someone to create the right. book cover. They need someone to edit it the and creator. then create the table of contents. I. Right. Who wants to know about? Well, I shouldn't say who because the doer does. But I don't want to know about how you compile it. How big the margin should be? What should be the font? What should it? But I do want to look when my editor gives me another book and says, here's your latest book. And yeah. I'm like, that looks cool. Yeah, or here's what needs to be changed. Um, but yeah, so if somebody doesn't write, well, you can talk. You know, as long as you can talk. We, I mean, today with modern technology and ghostwriters, and the, it's so, exactly. you, there should be if no reason. It almost by any, more. Uh, by any uh, famous person. Mm -hmm. They almost never write their own right. book. Right. Well, and here's the thing. It almost hurts you more as an entrepreneur not to have a book than, um, than anything else because it is so easy to do a book in these days that people are like, well, you're in, you don't have a book. Absolutely. So I don't want to get caught up in, in one thing like the book or the well, of course, but, but there's plenty of things entrepreneurs yeah. need to do. Yeah. But an entrepreneur, the def my definition of an entrepreneur is we take assets mm -hmm. and we put them together mm -hmm. and create a more valuable asset. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a That's new. We yeah, it's a new way of. So the anti-business people, the you didn't build that crowd, the socialist mm -hmm. crowd that says you didn't build the roads, you didn't build the internet, you didn't build. It. No, of course not. But everyone's driving on the roads, millions of people a day. The entrepreneur are taking those roads and taking that internet, and taking that Microsoft Word program that everybody has, and taking their smartphone that everyone has, yeah. and they're putting it all together to create a valuable asset. That's what entrepreneurs do. So yes, we did build that. Yeah. We didn't build every component. In fact, we didn't build any single component. So right now we're on a radio broadcast. I didn't build the microphone. Huh. I didn't build the headphones. I didn't build the studio. But I'm taking all that, you are, and you're using it to take a microphone hmm. and, a, and a headphone, which have a couple of hundred dollars of value, 
put it together with guests that you have and the, and the information that you share, yeah. and you're helping people make thousands and millions of dollars worth of business. Right. That's what entrepreneurs do. Well, it's, it's that creating. It's bringing together the ingredients of a recipe. You know, you can add flour and sugar and salt, and they aren't going to equal anything until you put them together and you bake a cake, and it's beautiful. But, okay, so here, here's one thing that I've struggled with, Steve, and I know other entrepreneurs have as well, and that is a perfectionist syndrome. So, yes, you find people to fulfill what you're doing, but you know what? Sometimes I'm like, I can just do it better myself. And you know what? It's really not worth my time to do those things. But I'm like, you know what? It, it's done the way I want if I do it. And so how do you how do you overcome? I mean, is that a common objection? Oh, it's extremely and, common. And, it's a and great what, point. And what but do you do? Because it's, it, well, you're holding yourself yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. So, because my best talents, the things that I have that are most unique to offer the world, I am sacrificing those to do things that somebody else could be doing, but I'm just like, oh, you know, I can do better, or it'll take less time, or I don't want to explain it to somebody. So what would you say to me? Well, it's okay. You're, you're falling back into being a business owner, mm-hmm. which is fine. Business owner's great. You're self-employed. You do all the things yourself. You could do so much more yeah. as an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. often we think, and, and often it's true, what you just said is, I can do it quicker than I can explain it to somebody else to get it done. Yeah, That's true the first time. But if it's anything repetitive, so take my magazine, I, I maybe could create one issue faster than it took me to hire the, it took me a while to hire the right editor, hire the layout person, get them working together, tell them where to gather all the information and, and had, where to get it from. That took me a little while in the beginning. Right. But the thing's been going now for six years. I've had three different editors, two different layout person, but it's a system now put in place. Well, let's talk a little bit about these systems. I mean, you, you really have, just to wrap that up, the key to focusing as an entrepreneur, not a small business owner, we've made that de- that definition clear between the two, but the key is to find people who will finish. Yeah, and here's the key to the system. For those you, you, you suggest that people take out a piece of paper, well, if they do, you want to draw, draw a simple graph where just a line goes up from the bottom left up to the top right, and a, guy, a line goes from the top left down to the bottom right. Okay, just right Those angle. are the two lines of the effort and the return. Hmm. So when you're putting systems together in the beginning, there's a ton of effort. Right. And there's no return. Like you said, I could have done it faster myself. There's no return here. Over time... It gets to a point where you're putting in almost no effort, but because now you have systems in place, you're getting tremendous return. Hmm. So this comes from Michael Gerber, the e-myth. Oh, yeah, I love Michael Gerber. You've got to read that if you're an entrepreneur. And the myth is that the entrepreneur, the myth is a business owner is an entrepreneur doing things him or herself. Big mistake. And and Michael Gerber um, suggests that we look at our business as if it's a franchise, as if we're already starting what's going to be 5,000 locations, like a McDonald's or a Subway or whatever. Well, we would not say, I'm the best at flipping burgers. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to train anybody else <laughs> to flip burgers. I would it's never true. have more than one right. location. Right. So picture you are a retired sports star mm-hmm. who has your millions of dollars and retires and says, what am I going to do now? Well, take uh, Peyton Manning, for instance, retired mm-hmm. a year or two ago. He owns like dozens of Papa John's pizza places. So he does these national commercials, and I think that's how it came out, if I read correctly, that his pay was not necessarily money being paid for doing those commercials. They gave him franchises. Wow. Well, he owns dozens of franchises. Well, think of it. How many pizzas does 
does Peyton Manning make? Does he even know what <laughs> nut number to put the oven yeah, on? That, does he know true, how to put true. the cheese on? Does yeah. he know how to work the cash mm-hmm. register? Any of that he does, he's holding himself back. Right. Maybe he can do it better, but that's the myth. The myth is there's somebody out there who not only is better at doing whatever you're mm-hmm. feeling you can do better, they love to do it. They love to do it, Allison, and therefore they are likely better than you. They likely know things that even though you're really good at it, they know some little trick you didn't even know. So you are actually doing a disservice to somebody out there who needs a job, needs an entrepreneur to employ them and pay them money. You could be paying their family and their rent and helping them out, helping the society as a whole, driving the economy by hiring people. As a result, you're going to push yourself higher and higher and higher into less doing, more vision, more overseeing. Well, and I I like this new perspective on things. Here's the other objection that I often hear and that people have. They're afraid because they feel like if somebody can do it as good as them or better than them, that somehow makes them less valuable. But here's the real truth that I'm learning in business, and I love your opinion on this. If you can't duplicate yourself in what in what you're doing, your business will never grow. So don't be afraid to duplicate what you're well, already because doing. Because really, if you don't duplicate, if you don't hand off tasks and, and delegate, you don't really have a business, you have a job. You have mm-hmm. that self-employed, your mm-hmm. job. So I love working with chiropractors. Chiropractors love helping people. Right. So they'll say to me, like, I love helping people. I love really working with the people and doing the adjustments myself. I love helping people. Yeah. I'm like, it, you know, if you really, I believe you, but if you really believed yourself that you loved yeah. helping people, do you think you could help more people by doing everything yourself in your one location or if you had 20 locations yeah. filled with three or four chiropractors mm. in each one all running your but, but, system? But what if they aren't as good? A hundred, well, they aren't. <laughs> they aren't. You're 100% good and they're 95%. But you can still help more people. There's a sweet That's spot. That's an interesting mindset, yeah. Where the, there's the, I call the GE spot. I got this yeah. from my mentor, Dan Kennedy, the GE spot. Yeah. You got to find the GE spot in your business where good enough mm. is good enough. That's different in every business. So, if, you know, I get pushed back in yeah. this. They go, good you know, uh, I'm, a do- I'm a surgeon. Good enough isn't good enough. Well, of course, for a surgeon, yeah, perfect <laughs> is good enough. For an airline pilot, right. good enough is perfect. Yeah. Or near perfect. You've got to land that plane. Right. You can't say, well, I land him 90% of the plane. <laughs> but for a, a, job, for a sure. plumber, yeah. if you can get that job done and fix that leaky sink in 22 minutes, mm-hmm. and your apprentice can fix it in 28 minutes, yeah. is your customer, because the GE spot is determined by your customer, mm-hmm. is the customer going to say, that's good. I'm very happy that it got done in 28 minutes. Right. And I don't need that you have your 40 years experience and you did it in 22 minutes. That's good enough. Now, why don't you get an army of those guys that can do it in 28 minutes and you start and you grow your plumbing empire mm-hmm. to an empire with 50 trucks on the road? Because here's the deal. This comes from Jay Abraham who says you have a moral obligation. If you have an excellent product or service. You have a moral obligation to market the heck out of it the best you can because otherwise people are going to go to your competitor. So if you really believe, I do better work than my competitors, but you don't market the heck out of your business, people are going to go to your competitors. So you must really hate 
the people who live in your community well, well, to, to not market incredibly well and let them go to your competitors who you just admitted yeah. don't do as good work well, as and, you. and that's what I was just thinking as you were talking was, yeah, that's exactly, you have a moral obligation. If you've got something that can change people's lives and you're being selfish because you want to be the only person that does it, you're doing a disservice to people around you. Love this conversation. We're going to be right back in just a minute with Steve Cypress, and I'm going to be giving you something that I learned recently uh, from a business owner and mentor of mine, and that has to do with the four D's when it comes to business. And I want to hear you weigh in on that, Steve. So we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get amplified. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. If you're just joining us, I've got here with me today Steve Cypress. He's a rhino. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, he has created and and really run uh, several successful businesses. And now you're helping other people do the same. I've already gotten so many gold nuggets from him today. And um, one thing that I wanted to come back with, we were kind of talking about how really entrepreneurs, not small business owners, but entrepreneurs are successful because they allow other people to finish what they've started. Uh, and recently, I I was talking with somebody who um, I've looked up to a lot. I've worked with a lot. Um, David Fagan, who I know you just heard at GKIC speak there. Um, and he was doing a training um, with some team members of his. I was sitting in on that. And he had these four Ds. And I thought, these are incredible. And I don't know if they're original to him or if he got them from somewhere. Um, but they were new to me. And uh, the four Ds are one, do it. So as an entrepreneur, when you look at a task, you think, I'm going to do one of these four things. One, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it myself. Two, I'm going to delegate it right? I'm going to give it to somebody else to do. Three, I'm going to defer it. This is something that I'm going to shelf and wait till later. Or four, I'm going to ditch it. <laughs> it's it's gone. So That's the uh, most important one, by the way. It's ditching things. For an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. So Gotta true. Gotta say no. So true. Most important thing, we talked about it earlier, the lack of focus. Yeah. One thing is we're drawn all the time, and David and I go way back, and David's super, super entrepreneur, and he's worked with some super entrepreneurs, 
And uh, he's exactly right. You got to do it, delegate it, defer it, or just ditch it, get rid of it. Like, and, and entrepreneurs are taking on too many things. So too many, uh, I, I, I created uh, what's called the WOW strategy. Right. That's what I'm known for. And it's W-O-W, three simple letters. Wow. That's what people say. That's what your customers will say. <laughs> That's what your uh, tax attorney will say. Wow, the income is like 10 times right. what it used to be. Uh, but it's I, I because I went to all these seminars and read all these books and went through all these courses and got all discombobulated. Well, I I said it's got to be it's got to be made simpler. Mm -hmm. So I boiled it down to the three letters W O W, and I teach this to every business owner that if you're having an issue in your sales or your marketing, it comes down to one or two or all three of these things of these letters. The first W stands for the who. Mm -hmm. That's your ideal target who, your prospect. Right. That's who you want to do business with you. By the way, you should be writing these down if you aren't already. This is from... I How mean, do you spell it? W-O-W. But people pay you a lot of money for this, by the way. I'm just saying. So, and, you know, who, who knows what the charges could be for this show. So. Well, they pay me a lot of money to, to help them to implement this. The idea is simple. The idea is that everything's got to be about your target market. You always got to be thinking about them, not yourself. So, the first wow, w, the first, first letter is not why. It's not you. Yeah, it's, it's who. It's who. It's okay. them. And the second one is the O, and that stands for the irresistible offer mm. that you make. Too many business owners make offers that are completely resistible. And then they say, gee, nobody's buying my thing. Well, <laughs> you're, you're giving them... 5% off or, yeah. you know, that's a pretty resistible offer. What if right. you said, uh, like like here, what if you said you get an hour worth of free information from Steve and Allison, yeah. nobody's paid for anything. Then if you want more, you can buy more. Pretty irresistible to say tune in to this radio show every week for gems of wisdom from Allison. Yeah. It's free. It's pretty irresistible. All right. I got to do is turn on the radio and listen for free. Now, if you would have said it costs $50 an episode, not as irresistible an offer. So you'd be, you'd be needing some help in the O department. And the last W stands for the way or ways that you use to get your irresistible offer in front of your target who. Hmm. That's the biggest place entrepreneurs get lost, Yeah, is the ways. So they'll, they'll see something come out, or they'll see somebody doing something, they'll say, wow, Allison has a radio show. I want a radio show. Steve talked about a magazine. I want to do a magazine. Yeah. Allison said everyone needs a book. I need a book. I got to uh, I got to do Facebook ads. I got to do Google AdWords. I got to put up a billboard. I got to send out a sales letter. Like all these different ways, and they're going to completely get discombobulated. And that's that last D that comes in. Mm -hmm. You got to ditch it, ditch it, ditch it, ditch it. Start with one or two ways. Get those working. Get them systematized then you can start to put in a third one or a fourth one. So you really got to focus. Right. That so, means saying no to a lot of things. So let's talk about, I, I have two two questions for you here uh, that came to my mind as you've been talking. I'm really curious about these. The first question is, what do you think is the, or maybe there's not, maybe it's it's different for everybody, but what's the number one thing that you see that entrepreneurs could drop right now? Well, we've talked about it a lot, the doing of things. The doing of things. So, for instance, uh, do the math. So, so drop, drop basically what you're saying. A lot of basic tasks. We do the okay. math, right? Say you want to make 100000 a year, okay. 2000 a week, and you're going to work 50 hours. It's $40, $40 an hour. 
anything you're doing that you could pay somebody else less than $40 an hour to, to do, mm -hmm. you've got to drop it. Okay, so drop the task that somebody else could do for less money than you can make an and hour. And thanks to technology, the world is a really small place now. Mm -hmm. And you can find outsourcing websites and you can find doers that need to work for somebody else That's and are true. very capable. And you'd be That's amazed, true. Allison. You'd be amazed. You told the story in the last segment about how, you know, but I could do it myself. I know how to do it, and it'll take me longer to teach somebody else. But you'd be amazed when you start to delegate that you find people all over the world that actually live and breathe this stuff, and they are so good at whatever you think and you know you're good at, but they're amazing at it. They knew the latest, greatest thing. They, love, they bounce out of bed to do it, so they do it with a passion. Yeah. They do it better than you. But the main thing they do is they just free you up. And at first, even if they just free you up and the only other things you do are nothing, that's fantastic. Yeah. Take a deep breath, <laughs> celebrate yourself, sleep a little activate bit. <laughs> your creative brain yeah. now to think about new vision, new projects, mm -hmm. brainstorm with yourself, get on the phone with another entrepreneur, or just walk your dog or sit out by your pool or hang out with your family. That's what what we need to do to yeah. be charged, to be at full strength. Entrepreneurs so often, and business owners, we're run down because we're doing too much doing, which is things we don't want to do, we're not good at, we resent it, and we get to resent the business yeah. that we started ourselves, yeah. and we find the business owns us. That's so true. Instead of us owning the business, and we resent that. Well, you yeah. didn't start a business to resent mm -hmm. it. You started a business for freedom. Yeah. Freedom includes not doing the things you don't want to do that are not worth doing. So do the math. Figure out how much money you want to make and anything under that hourly amount. Find somebody else to do it. I love it. My next question to you, what is the number one thing that you see or, or, or system that you see that entrepreneurs should implement? Time management. Time management being a misnomer because, of course, we can't manage time. Time is going on with or without That's us. True. We can manage ourselves. True. So time management. Speaking of time man he said time management. I looked at the clock. How much time do we have left on this show? <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Right, and we okay. can't manage that. It's going <laughs> to no, go no, on. We can't, this is so. unfortunately going to end yeah. rather soon. That's true. Um, and so we can't manage time. We can manage ourselves. So time management is really the 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 it, it's all about managing ourselves, mm -hmm. managing ourselves in regard to time, managing ourselves in regard to how much of the doing we're doing the business. Everything we talked about here is talking about managing ourselves. Yeah. Managing our own time is the start of all of that and goes back to everything we've been talking about because when we talk about do it, delegate it, defer it, or ditch it, that's a time issue right. a lot of times. When we're talking about the focus, that's a time issue also. When we talked about that the, the business owner would rather work 80 hours for himself than 40 hours for somebody else, that's a time issue. Right. So it's all about managing ourselves. And when we put a system in place and say, to get this done, here are the 20 steps. Who can I give them to? We're managing our own time. That's the key to mm -hmm. being happy and as I an entrepreneur. I want to bring something up here because I think this is often overlooked with time management. Sometimes, like you just brought up, we're freeing up our time just so we can enjoy life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's not, so we're going to feel guilty. When we make yes. the move from solopreneur to a true entrepreneur who is... Entrepreneur, I think the true definition of entrepreneur is getting, or a leader is getting things done through others. 
Yes. That's what an entrepreneur yeah, does. John, John Maxwell, that's the top-level leader, yeah. somebody who is able to duplicate what they're doing, and they leave this legacy, right? Right, and um, the highest so. level is getting other people to do things that you want done because they want to do them. Yeah. But we won't that's get great. into all okay. that, but it's oh, getting man, things we, done we, we, through we other do, people. We could do a whole other show here with you, Steve. But I know that there's people out there that are listening to this show right now that are saying, wow, this rhino guy, he's pretty cool. And I, 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 I am, you know, I wrote the book Soul Intuition. I'm very intuitive on these things, and I'm, I'm very channeled into these radio waves. So I, I know there's somebody out there, you. and they're thinking, how, how can I, how can I work with Steve? How can I, I how can I get that guy more is of weird, him? But so am I. So you have a magazine. What, what is it called again? How can people get look at that magazine? Uh, my website is the main thing, stevecypress.com. Okay. So they can find the magazine from there. Yes. Yeah, stevecypress.com slash magazine. They can even uh, subscribe. Okay, podcast is on Steve That's Cypress. actually at the site rhinodaily.com. It's so, a Rhino Daily blog and a Rhino Daily podcast. Okay. Found there. Uh, and books. You've got some books out. What are I have they? several books. My next book coming out will be The Wow Strategy. Oh, That's my next wow. one coming out. Who? The who, the irresistible offer, offer and the way Ways. that you use to get that offer mm -hmm. in front of your chosen who. You get those three things right. Or on the other hand, if you're struggling and, and not making as much sales as you want, not making as much income as you want, you've got to examine it's either one or two or all three of those areas. You get those fixed, you got things happening. Now, do you personally work with businesses and people? I do. Okay. I do. At this stage of my career, I have decided that I get to work only with people and projects that really excite me. However, anyone can go to helpfromsteve.com. And I will very least get on the phone. You can fill out a couple of questions, give me a little idea, and then we'll get on the phone. And I'll at least give you some tips and help you out, even if we're not going to work together, which I have to tell you is a, a long shot. Yeah. I take on very few clients. I work very intensely with them. Uh, but I, my mom was a school teacher. Yeah. So my mom taught me, and it was drilled into me my whole life, if you learn something, you ought to teach it to somebody else and help someone else do it. Yeah. So I love doing that. I'll help everyone that goes to helpfromsteve.com. Especially uh -huh. if you say, I heard you on Allison's radio. Oh, well, thank you. Well, Steve, it's been a pleasure to have you. We've got just a couple more minutes left, and I'd like to give you an opportunity at the end of the show. What, what's your final message you want to leave with people? If there's one thing that they walked away from the show, having learned or gained or, you know, remembered from you, what would that be? That would be to celebrate who you are. We beat ourselves up way too much for our deficiencies, and we think, i got to work on my weaknesses. That's a, that's a misnomer that someone told you way back. There's no, we don't work on the weaknesses. We, we work on our strengths, yeah. and we make them even stronger. So I, I, I mentioned real early, I'll say real quick, we talked about Peyton Manning, a quarterback mm -hmm. in football. Well, you would never say, hey, Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, we got to work on your weaknesses. This is football, <laughs> and you just can't kick a field goal. Uh, yeah, so for gosh, the next month, happen? no more throwing and no more leading the team. We're going to just have you kicking field goals. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we're also going to have you tackling because you're not good at that, and you're really weak at rushing the passer, and you're really weak <laughs> at returning kickoffs. None of that. See, football teams are real smart. They're much smarter than we are to ourselves. Right. They're specialization. So they celebrate the fact that Peyton Manning can do one thing. He can throw. So yeah. let's get him throwing better and better and better. Let's work on that strength. 
and let's not work on the weaknesses. Forget about the mm -hmm. weaknesses. Those are the things you delegate to other people. Yeah. You don't work on them. You just give them to somebody else. Peyton Manning says, oh, the offense is off the field. The defense goes on. Not yeah. I now have to get better at defense. And in your business, you don't have to get better at the things you don't like to do and you're not good at. You give them to someone else and then work on your strengths. So mm -hmm. if, you re if you think sales or marketing is a strength, then absolutely go to helpfromsteve.com and let's make that even stronger. Yeah. Let's work on our strengths and let's celebrate the fact that we're an entrepreneur. Yeah, we have a lot of weaknesses, we make a lot of mistakes, but we have freedom. We control ourselves. We live in the jungle, we're willing to do that. 13% of Americans are business owners or entrepreneurs. That means we're employing the other 87% of the countries depending on us. Yeah. Wow. So let's celebrate the fact that we, with all our foibles and weaknesses, that we have lack of focus and, you know, we get drawn to shiny objects, we're not finishers, <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. The world needs us. Celebrate yeah. who you are. Wake up every day loving yourself, not hating yourself for the shortcomings and the weaknesses you have. Celebrate, bounce out of bed and say, I'm a rhino today. I'm going to charge towards my goal. I'm going to do what I do best and forget the rest. Let's celebrate. Do what you do best. Do what you do best and forget the rest. You heard it right here with Steve Cypress. And my suggestion or my action step from this show is, you know, I'm, I feel inspired to go and write down a list of all the things that I'm really good at, my strengths and my gifts. And I'm going to focus on those as an entrepreneur. I want to step out of this solopreneur, the small business owner. I really want to embrace the entrepreneurship. Uh, learned so much today from Steve the Rhino. Next week, we're going to have more guests and, and throughout the month, throughout the year on this show, more people who are super successful, who have transformed their lives, and are now working to transform the lives of other people. Until next week, I'm Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.